Welcome to Half Finished to Done, a podcast for passionate business owners like you who are ready to stop procrastinating and start finishing all of your half-done projects. I'm your host, Christina, and I'm looking forward to helping you finish your projects in a calm, sustainable way using a simple, repeatable process. All along the way, we'll be working through the mental, emotional, and logistical obstacles that are standing between you and extraordinary projects. Let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these episodes. It means a lot to me. This episode is slightly different than the rest because it is audio from the five-day bare minimum challenge that I hosted in February of 2022. The reason that we're posting this audio is because the bare minimum challenge and the bare minimum method have come up like a million times here on the podcast in a lot of the client stories. So I wanted you all to have an overview of what the bare minimum method is all about. You'll notice that the audio quality is a little worse, so thank you for bearing with me on that. I think that the content makes it worth it. If this episode really piques your interest and makes you want to learn the four-step bare minimum method to use during your low energy periods, the place where you can find it is actually in the peak client portal, which is only for my paid clients. So consider this me inviting you to work with me as a one-on-one client and me making it really irresistible for you to do that. So take a listen to this episode, and if you are interested in becoming a client of mine, go ahead and book a consult using the show note links, or you can just shoot me a message on Instagram at Peak Coaching, and we can just talk via voice note about anything that's standing in your way of saying yes to coaching. And if you're not quite ready to do one-on-one productivity coaching, but you do want to learn the bare minimum method, shoot me a message on Instagram or an email. If I get enough interest in rerunning the challenge, it's definitely something that I'll consider in 2023. So even though the episode doesn't have every single detail that you need, it gives you so much context on the thought process behind the bare minimum method on what it's for, who it's for, when to use it, and then a lot of the thoughts or belief systems that I have adopted that make the bare minimum method so freaking useful. So I encourage you to take notes on all of it. Write down all the powerful thoughts that you hear in this episode and then use them for yourself. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So this bare minimum challenge is very near and dear to my heart because it came out of my own necessity. So I have gotten pretty good over the years about really taking a lot of downtime physically. So when I was younger, I used to get sick all the time. And looking back as an adult on that, I'm like, oh, of course I was always sick. It was the only time that I slowed down. And it was the only time that I gave myself permission to crawl into my bed eat some popsicles. For me, my sick food is sushi, which is very weird, but delicious sushi. And just relax, watch TV, whatever it was on like back in the day. And so as an adult, having that awareness, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. I always drove myself to being sick because I didn't have any other tools at my disposal. As an adult, I've learned how to physically rest. And then over the new year, so right over this past year, I just hit a point where I was like, I am physically resting, but my mind is still so tired. 
So I had learned how to do the physical part. And then for me, the biggest challenge was turning my brain off. So if you guys have seen in a lot of the marketing messaging, I talk about time off plus mind off equals true rest. So a lot of people here probably are not even getting any of either of the two, right? You're not getting physical rest and you're not getting mental rest. But other people here are getting the physical rest and not the mental rest. So no matter where you are in that spectrum, the bare minimum challenge is going to be really, really useful for you. So after I really taught myself just like six weeks ago, how to turn my mind off more on demand, I was like, I can teach this to people in a way where they don't have to suffer quite as long as me, right? We can expedite the entire process for other people. So that is what I'm here to teach you guys throughout the next five days. It's four steps of the bare minimum method. So how you know that this is for you? think probably all of you are in the right spot, but I just want to confirm that you all have made the right decision by being here today. So one way that you know that this bare minimum challenge is for you is if you periodically hit low energy periods that affect your business more than you'd like. When these low energy periods hit, when they happen, you tend to spin out in self-criticism and self-judgment. I had a friend who just described it. She was like, I'm just mean to myself. So I always think of it like, would you support a partner or a boss talking to you the way that you talk to you. That's something to think about. All right. Um, you're in the right place. If you measure yourself against the most productive version of yourself and usually fall short. So what I mean by that is that you have these ebbing and flowing energy levels, but your brain is always measuring you against like peak productive. You're also in the right place if you want a reliable and sustainable way to anticipate and manage these periods. So a lot of times we act completely blindsided by some of these low energy periods. Sometimes they actually are unpredictable. And sometimes we actually have very clear early indicator lights that we're just not paying attention to. So we're going to talk about how to find those early indicator lights. Another way that you know you're in the right place is if you crave the skill of intentionally doing the bare minimum without sacrificing your desired success. This conversation has already come up in the Facebook group where someone was like, I'm totally resisting doing the bare minimum. I can't afford to do it. And I'm like, that's because you think doing the bare minimum means fewer results or subpar results. And working through the bare minimum method with people, we've actually seen that it increases the quality of results, not decreases. So I just want to like put you all at ease there that I'm not asking you to sacrifice success. All right, you're in the right place if you want to reset because your current results aren't matching your level of busyness. So if you feel like you're on a hamster wheel of a never-ending to-do list that never gets finished, for sure, we're going to help you create different results here. And then the other thing that's really important, another way to for sure know you're in the right place is if you fundamentally believe in the necessity of true rest. And again, true rest is that mind off plus body off. Mind off plus time off. And I say that because I think a lot of people, there's a big emphasis in hustle culture on like, push yourself, white knuckle through, effort. And you all know I love me some action. I'm like, heck yes, you're going to do deep work, right? I'm going to teach you if you join Half Nation Live, Monday hour one, we're going to do a lot of action. But also, we're going to rest a lot. So I want to talk about what most people do when they hit a low energy period. And you can imagine this as a spectrum. I'm going to talk about it like it's two buckets, but it really is a spectrum of all or nothing. So all is what happens when you're the type of person who ignores those early indicator lights. 
So your mind and your body cues, you're like, nope, you might not even notice them because you're not tuned in. You also try, I put that in parentheses, you try to keep up the same pace and volume of work for a while that might work. And you find that you actually can't keep up the same pace that you've been asking yourself to do. You use dirty motivation to take action. So this was a concept that came up actually in Half Finished to Done Live is one of my clients was like, yeah, I can totally tell the difference between like clean motivation where I'm doing the work for the right reasons, reasons that I like, right? Out of self-respect and out of creativity and out of inspiration versus the dirty motivation, like fear, doubt, overwhelm. Another way that you'll know you're in the all category is if you end up totally exhausted and burnt out. So like I said, for a long time, you can try to keep up the same pace and volume of work, but then you end up really petering out on your ability to show up. And then you also start producing subpar results at a cost. So you're producing fewer results, lower quality results, and you're producing them to the detriment of your mental and physical health. I want to now talk about the nothing people. So the nothing people, what you tend to do is you try to push things off in order to get some sense of mental reprieve. You suppress the feelings. So instead of acting out of the feelings, you're suppressing the feelings of overwhelm, panic, and fear. Your body is off, but your mind is spinning with worry and self-criticism. So you might notice this like if you're watching Netflix, if you're scrolling on social media, but if you really check in with yourself in that moment, you're like, oh shit, my mind is not off. You end up with the work stacking up. So you're constantly looking at this growing list of things that you haven't accomplished and feeling completely just terrified and overwhelmed about it. And then you are not producing any results or you're producing fewer results than you like. So let's get you a better way. We're going to talk about the four-step bare minimum method. Again, I suffered through this, but like really created this. So you guys do not have to suffer as much through this four-step process. So I'm so excited for you. We're solving a few different things with this four-step bare minimum method. So we've talked a little bit about it, but I want to just show you what we're solving and how we're going to solve it. So one of the first things that we're solving is this idea of ignoring or resisting your low energy periods. And so the opposite of that is anticipating, accepting, right? Not resigning to them, but actually accepting them and planning for them. And this one was really big for me. I had a moment over the new year where I was like, I can either keep resisting this, but it's still going to be happening, or I can find the good in it. And I could see it as a blessing in disguise. And I could see how it might actually make me more efficient and be able to produce higher value in shorter amounts of time with less effort. That would be pretty freaking cool. That's what I got to work doing. And I invite you all to have that as an opportunity as well. The bare minimum method also helps you from what we just discussed. So falling into that trap of all or nothing, we're going to get you into this happy medium where you have a little bit of wiggle room back and forth. You're executing on what you truly want to be executing on but you're not doing what's not essential. We talked about this a lot, trying to physically rest while your brain is still in overdrive. The alternative, the antidote to that is time off plus mind off equals true rest. We also have already, again, seen this in the Facebook group. We're going to talk a lot about unquestioned negative emotions. And those unquestioned negative emotions are either driving you into overfunctioning, right? Massive action in an unhealthy way, or they're driving you to step away, withdraw, and retreat from your work. 
So we're going to get you into a space where you're consciously managing your emotions, both the negative ones, but also bringing in some self-soothing. So I'm going to walk you through a really easy three-step emotional process. Flogging yourself into action. Somebody said this in the chat. The opposite of that is knowing, liking, and trusting yourself, right? You might recognize that as a marketing term. We always say people buy from you and they know, like, and trust you. But my question to you is how much do you know, like, and trust yourself? Overworking to prove worthiness. The antidote to that is really starting to separate out your self-worth as a human being from the value that you produce in your business and being able to like yourself even when you're not taking action. And then this last piece, we talked about this, if you're really busy, but you don't have the results that you want, is we're going to change up working the same way and expecting different results. The solution to that is you're going to break out of your default patterns and you're going to do it better. That's it. It's just going to be better. (laughs) I was debating saying whether it'd be better bump. Yeah, it's just better. That's where we're going to get you doing. Here is the number one thing that we're going to solve. We are going to solve for 100% capacity. So there's, again, two different ends of the spectrum here. So what can happen with a lot of people is that you're trying so hard to take action and you're taking action above your 100% mental, emotional, and logistical capacity. Right? You have this giant to-do list. You have all these expectations of yourself, but there's actually no way that physically, mentally, and emotionally, you can actually meet your own expectations. That is working above 100% capacity is we also have some people who are under capacity. You actually do have the mental, emotional, and logistical capacity to do more, but you're not asking that of yourself. You're not actually creating the conditions to move into taking more action. So you might be doing the bare minimum and we might actually move your bare minimum metric up a little bit. So it's four steps that we're going to work on throughout the next five days. The first step is rate your current energy level. So we're going to use a very simple 1 to 10 scale. And you're going to just tell yourself, where's my current energy level? So that we can then make a plan that fits that energy level. Super subjective, but also really measurable. And it's a really good way for us to be on the same page about your plan. Your second step is to make a bare minimum protocol. So I'm going to teach you seven bare minimum questions. You're going to answer all of these questions. And that is how you're going to know the exact actions that you're going to take over the next few days and potentially into next week. And then any other time that you want to use the bare minimum method. Those questions are designed to get you to the highest impact actions that you can possibly be taking with the lowest amount of effort. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I've already run some people through the bare minimum method. And what we found was with one activity, she could cut her time down by 90%. So I want you all to think about that with one activity a 90% decrease from 10 hours to one hour. When you think about that skill applied to every single task that you ever do for the rest of your life, we're talking about a fuck ton of saved time and energy. And then we're going to move into steps three and four. So steps three and four are about following your bare minimum protocol. So we're going to talk about how to actually take action on the plan that you just made. And we're going to talk about how your brain is going to freak out a little bit. Your brain is going to go into a lot of the emotions that you're probably already pretty familiar with, right? It's going to go into shame. It's going to go into embarrassment. It's going to go into panic and overwhelm. It's going to go into all sorts of negative emotions. 
And those emotions are designed, they're very primitive. They're designed to get you to take more action. But we are not going to take more action. We are going to manage our emotions. Normal, average people feel the panic and they act. Or they feel the panic and they procrastinate. But we are going to feel the emotions. And then I'm going to teach you how to actually self-soothe your way through those emotions so that you can stick to your original plan. All right. Keep this in mind too, that you can use all of this content and material to create a bare minimum protocol for yourself right now if you're currently feeling low energy. If you're not feeling low energy, let's say you're like, I'm a 10 out of 10 right now on that energy scale. What you might want to do is use all of this content, the concepts and the content to create a proactive plan for the next anticipated low energy period. So I'll give some examples of that. I was talking to somebody about this. and We were talking about how if you've lost a parent or if you've lost a loved one, the anniversary of their death can be a really intense time. So you could proactively plan and then you'll have your plan. You'll put it on your calendar. So when that time does hit, you're prepared. Right? You're not blindsided by something that happens annually. Or like I have a best friend who gets migraines. We could have her, even if she's high energy right now, create a plan for how she'll navigate when a migraine hits. So when that migraine hits, she's not in her most proactive, best thinking, right? But she'll be prepared so she doesn't have to think in that moment. She gets to just pull out her bare minimum protocol. So I just want you to keep in mind, you're going to be able to lather, rinse, and repeat this process and adapt it to whatever's going on for you currently or anticipate for the future. Hey, Christina, it's Jeff. So, um, no, I just wanted to say that I'm really looking forward to this particular topic because I catch myself all the time feeling guilty about taking a break. And just recently, I went through kind of a few days where I just was really sapped for energy. And I just didn't even go into my office for like two straight days, just didn't even walk through the door and found myself being okay with that. And during my weekly planning session last night, really hammered out this week uh, very strategically, and and I'm already off to a great start this morning in the first half of the day of the week. So I had never really framed the topic in the way you have. So I'm, I'm really excited to learn your perspective on it and how it works because I kind of just did that for the first time this past week without really knowing fully what it was I was doing, but just kind of recognizing the need. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is so good. And I actually was thinking about this a lot before this call is I was thinking about how you could have a transformation just by hearing that it's okay to have a low energy period, right? That alone, like my first marketing email, I was like, this is already life-changing for people to just be like, oh wait, other people are experiencing this. It's not just me. It's okay. Right. Just like we all just wander around the world, all suffering in the same exact way and all pretending that we're not suffering in the exact same way. It's really pretty extraordinary how we managed to do that. So, Jeff, I love that you intuitively were like, wait a second. What if I didn't spin out in guilt? Right. You didn't go to your office out of guilt and you didn't stay at home and feel guilty. That is incredible. What did you feel instead of guilt? I won't go so far as to say a sense of peace or relief because I don't know that I really got there. I mean, you know me. 
but I was okay with it because I knew I needed it. I was just not physically exhausted, but I was just mentally fried and I just needed the time off. So I was okay with not doing anything. What I'm really looking forward to is learning how to be more at peace with that than I was. Is it safe to say that you were feeling acceptance? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. So I want you to think about like, there's guilt, there's acceptance, next step peace. How does that sound? Yeah, no, that sounds exactly like where I was. Not quite to peace, but I was okay. Okay, so good. Thank you so much for that. So Melanie said, my reaction to the idea of the bare minimum is I can't afford to do the bare minimum. She said, of course, some days I do, but I feel guilty about it. I'm in sort of a burnout recovery phase right now, but close to burning out again. And I bet you can tell why I got burnt out. I love that you mentioned that. I was thinking about this today is, and I want everyone to start answering this question for yourself. And if your answer is no one, keep digging because the answer for sure is not no one. Who do you think loses when you do the bare minimum? And that question is going to start surfacing all of the stakeholders that you have in your life who are keeping you mentally, even if they're not actually keeping you in your mind, they're keeping you from being able to do the bare minimum. You think that you can't afford to do the bare minimum because you think that you're going to have to sacrifice your results. So I talked about that at the very beginning. But one thing I think is so interesting about this whole bare minimum concept is what if you can actually produce equal or better results by doing the bare minimum? And when I say that, I don't mean long-term. I mean, right now, what if your results could be higher level, more creative, and more compelling for your primary stakeholders? So Melanie, I just want you to watch that thought, right? You already have awareness about it. But what if you totally can afford to do the bare minimum because it actually is more beneficial? And then the other thing to keep in mind is, well, for a lot of you, you can't afford not to do the bare minimum, right? If you're on the edge of burnout. All right. Um, The other words of comfort I want to say about that, and you might have seen this in the marketing email that went out last night, depending on when you signed up, is that doing the bare minimum is rebellious. It's risky. I even like to use the word subversive. Like the world does not want us out there doing the bare minimum. The world wants you to take a fuck ton of action and beat yourself up if you're not. We're doing it very differently. And so it's going to feel hard because you are going against the grain by doing the bare minimum. And so you guys are kind of signing up and saying yes to that version of hard, but it is so worth it. Okay, the other question, and I'll be curious if anyone here relates to this one, is Sonia said in the Facebook group, I have a definition of bare minimum. I'm not achieving it. Should I change my definition? Is this the wrong program for me since I'm not even able to do the bare minimum? Words of reassurance are for sure not in the wrong place. It's just a slightly different thing than what we've talked about before. So you are going to come out of this with a better understanding of, again, your capacity, your mental, emotional, and physical capacity. And so questions to ask yourself if you're in this boat is how did you decide on your definition of the bare minimum? And when you ask yourself that question, a lot of times you realize that you hadn't actually consciously decided, you just inherited a definition of bare minimum from someone around you or multiple people around you. The second thing you're going to ask yourself, and this is again, all going to come out during the challenge, but you can just start thinking about this, is, is that bare minimum definition a definition that still suits your needs and your current circumstances? So sometimes we just have a very outdated definition of what bare minimum means. 
right? So like a new parent might be like, well, my bare minimum is this. They're not taking into account the fact that they just produced a baby, right? Your bare minimum changes over time. And then you're going to start asking these questions of, does your bare minimum definition logistically and physically feel achievable to you? You might say yes to that. Your next question is, is it mentally achievable for you? Right? Do you have the mental capacity to do what you're asking yourself to do? And then the last piece here, is it emotionally achievable for you? And if you answer yes to all of those questions, you're like, yeah, my bare minimum definition actually is doable. It is realistic for my capacity. Then we can get to work figuring out, well, why are you not doing it? Right? Why are you not taking action? I can help you with that. You might also find that your definition, again, is outdated, it's inherited, and it just doesn't work for you anymore. Then we're going to want to change the definition. So that's some little pre-coaching for you if that's your situation. Brittany said, I had a lot of priorities in my life. All of my bare minimum add up to a lot. Yeah, exactly. So this challenge is going to get you having basically a full inventory, a full assessment of all of your expectations of yourself so that you can be like, yeah, bare minimum is not actually that bare. Bare minimum is actually way over 100% capacity. Turns out when I add it all up, it's not achievable. And then we're going to have to get to work to really trim the fat. Leanne said, I'm struggling with accepting that the bare minimum is appropriate at times. I even just wrote in my notes and then corrected about only doing the bare minimum. That's so good. I love that awareness around the word only. Yeah. What if only is not a problem? Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the bare minimum method. Again, if you would like access to the whole bare minimum method, be sure to become a one-on-one productivity client of mine. You can book a consult with me using the link in the show notes, or just shoot me a message on Instagram at Pete Coaching, and we'll talk about productivity coaching. Can't wait to work with you.